Do you remember the scripture that admonishes us in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 19? Quench not the spirit. You have to learn to yield to God's spirit. He might tell you to pray for someone, stand up and say something, or worship in a particular way, sing a song, testify. Each of these could be the key to the service. And it could be a key to a, one particular soul. So do not quench, but yield to the Spirit. And then there's this, Colossians 2 and 19. And knit together, increaseth with the increase of God. Or Colossians 2 and 2, that their hearts might be comforted being knit together in love. Paul is talking about the body, the church. We are knit together. If you were to rip out a section of the, a knitted garment, it would be ruined. Your color does not matter. Your education does not matter. Your IQ does not matter. Your social status. The only thing that matters, do you have the Holy Ghost? Are you buried in the name of Jesus Christ? Are you seeking fellowship with like-minded people? And are you yielding to the gift that God has placed in you, your life? It is interesting to note that between 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14 is 1 Corinthians 13. Between the, the, the two areas where it talks about gifts of the Spirit is the chapter that talks about love. If I were to say, all of my people, who do you think I would be referring to? People that are buried in His name and filled with His Spirit. The house that God is building has a purpose and no matter how you see yourself in this body, you have a distinct purpose. And so do the people sitting around you. Stay put and touch not God's anointed. Do his prophet no harm. Which is not just the pastor. But it's all the saints in the body. Anybody who who's anybody who who's buried in his name and filled with the Spirit, they're anointed of God. Allow God's gift to work in you, and allow God's gift to work in them for your own sake. When the church assembles, be here, for the body is nourishing itself growing and maturing and moving toward a vision. If you are not here, you are liable to be out of sync with the body of Christ. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give, unto, give 
you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administration but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. So what Paul is saying is there are different gifts and within those gifts different administrations and different operations. One might receive a prophecy in a dream at home or while in prayer weeks before ever giving it. Looking at some of the prophets of old you can see that. While someone else might only receive one word and have to step out by faith and say that one word before the rest comes. And another sees billboard sign words flashing across their mind as they speak prophetic words. And another thing to note is God desires to manifest his spirit in you. God wants to operate a gift through you and manifest himself to those around you. He has chosen his church to do that. Manifest, quench not the spirit, but yield to the spirit. Now continuing with verse 8. For to one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Counting up these gifts alone, you come up with nine gifts. However, looking at the rest of chapter 12, as well as the 14th chapter in Romans 12, you may conclude as I have that there are more than nine gifts. I look around and I know God likes variety. I see all kinds of flowers, not one kind of flower. All kinds of grass, all kinds of trees, all kinds of people. He likes variety and he wants us to like it as well. I personally believe that you cannot restrict the gifts to a number. God has made it so that I need you and you You will never get all the gifts. You will always need the church. He has knit us together. In the Old Testament, we find ministers that were assigned to take care of the tables and another set of ministers that were to take care of the tent and another the cords and another something else. And they were to cross over and Moses ran into this fellow named Korah, who was a Levite, who was one of those fellows who took care of the tents or the cords or something. And he got dissatisfied with taking care of that. And he wanted something a little more. And here we have Moses speaking to him in number 16. Seemeth it a small thing unto you 
that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself to do the services of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to minister unto them? It's a, is it a small thing to you, Korah? And he hath brought thee near to him? And all thy brethren, the sons of Levi, with thee? Is it a small thing to you, Korah? And seek ye the priesthood also? And I think there's a similar spirit that is dealt with in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 18, which we will get to a little later. A spirit of wanting something that God hasn't given to others. That God has given to others. It is God who chooses and it is, God, it is for God's glory that he has given you what he has given you. Not yours, his. Now I'm not saying that you cannot have more than one gift. But rather, you cannot have them all. God has made you and I dependent on one another. Let's continue with verse 11, chapter 12. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit were we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jew or Gentile, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If a whole were the hearing, where would the smelling be? Now Paul likens this to a body for us to see the need for different parts and the need for each other. Because someone does not prophesy or have tongues and interpretation does not mean that they are not a part of this body. If the Holy Ghost moves on a person and they ask the pastor if they could say something, what is that? If, if it's in the will of God. It's obviously some kind of utterance from the Spirit. The person would be operating in the spirit, manifesting to the body something from the Lord. It is an operation of a gift manifested definitely, differently rather, with a different administration. This is not just any body, but literally the body of Christ. God's church which is verified in verse 27. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Do not put God in a box. Let him freely operate as he wishes. 
Don't try to take control. Let him have control. Quench not the spirit. Yield to the spirit. Have you ever noticed that sometimes a person leading a song service has a special anointing that ushers in the move of God? Could that be a gift from the Lord? I think so. If someone has an out-of-the-norm ability of reaching others, could that be a gift? A special anointing of evangelism or witnessing. Now that doesn't mean do not witness, because we're all supposed to witness. It just means that he's got a special anointing. But God anoints. God adds two various things in our life to bless the church. It is about the body of Christ working in our world. Everyone has to be given the authority to lay hands on the sick. Everyone has been, according to Mark 16 and 18, says that believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Yet, not all have the gift of healing. Different gifts with different administrations and operations and God who apportions to each person individually exactly as he chooses. That's how the Amplified reads verse 11. He is the one who is in control. Not you, not me. Not only let God work in you, but be careful to let God work in your brother without criticism. Let the pastor and the elders be the judges because people can prophesy and it not be from the Lord at all. Let's go to verse 18 now. But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now they are many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet. Here is verse 18. God will not give you all the gifts. You're not the entire body. You're only one member. I need you and you need me. We need the church. If the pastor and the board of elders are saying one thing and you another, check your spirit. The head, our pastor, needs the feet, the right one and the left one. The eye that sees it all needs the hands. He has made us dependent on one another. Doesn't the scripture admonish that? In Ephesians 5 and 21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And if we do not meet together, how can that be accomplished? This is not your body, this is the body of Christ. Jesus in our world. He is the one putting it together. He is the builder of it. God raises up who he will and puts down who he will. And that does not just 
apply to pastors and kings, but to all of us. Allow God to work in you because you may be the vessel he wants to pick up. Years ago, uh, I was in the bedroom and I was praying and, and the Lord began to talk to me and I didn't even realize he was talking to me. I was praying and my mind started thinking about when I was a little boy and me and my cousin would go down at New Year's Eve time and Christmas time and we'd get down in the basement where all our family was gathered for celebration and we'd start yawning and pretty soon the grown-ups would be yawning and we'd be giggling in the corner saying, look at what we did. Of course, I learned later as I grew up that that's the power of suggestion and the power of advertisement. And, and this thought kept coming into my mind. It kept coming into my mind. And then I, all of a sudden I realized, oh God, you're talking to me. And we began to carry on a conversation. And he told me, when you get to church, this is what I want you to say. This is what's going to happen. And that was the first time I ever had that kind of an experience. Sure enough, I got to church and that's what happened. It was wild. He has given each of us something that influences the body. It is our responsibility to yield to God's Spirit, allowing Him to use us as a vessel. Remember the parable of the ten talents? The Lord, the Master, Jesus, has gone away and left His servants with substance. He did not give all the talents to one man, but divided them severally as he will. Matthew 25, 15 through 19. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every one, to every man, according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. Now, talents here in the New Testament, Matthew is not talking about talents like in a talent show. That's not that kind of a talent. The New Testament talent is a certain fixed weight, a measurement of gold and silver. The talent contains 60 minas, or 6,000 drachma. And everyone who has received the Holy Ghost, who has been buried in the name of Jesus Christ, and has the Word of God, has not only these three talents, but also has a gift that they are responsible for. A gift for the church. A functioning organ or limb And you are responsible for all your talents. God's substance. What God values. God's money that he's invested into you and into me.
Now let's go to verse 22 of 1 Corinthians 12. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon those we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. Verse 26, And whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. I hope you realize God is still talking about the gifts. The body of Christ, the church. The 12th chapter is describing God's church, what it looks like. And I went to a lot of churches that didn't look like that at all. Matter of fact, some of those churches went up to the body and said, tongues is no longer in the church. Interpretation is no, prophecy is no, healing, God doesn't heal anymore. The Pharisees of that day were ripping the body of Christ into pieces because of their teaching and their unbelief. And at the same time, we're still talking about unity and love. This body that we need to cherish one another. We need to pray for one another rather than talk about one another. And we're still talking about honoring one another. You need me and I need you, no schism. I have to stay in the church, no big eyes, no little use. Furthermore, I do not know of a place in the scripture where it says you need to know your gift. You just need to yield to the Spirit of God. And if you keep doing it consistently, it's going to manifest. But some things on the body are covered with clothes. While the face is known by all. Some things are honored and some things on the body are not displayed for all to see. But the heart has to keep pumping. Do you recognize this body? Do you discern this body? And that reminds me of Paul talking about communion in the 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians, chapter just before the 12th chapter. And in 1 Corinthians 11 29, he says this. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Now we think of Jesus most of the time when we read this verse of scripture. But what about this body of Christ? Do you find fault and talk about this body? Your brother, your sister, your pastor, or somebody in this body? instead of pray for him. I believe the Bible calls that murmuring. God is not pleased with that. 
chorus problem. Hey, I don't want to just take care of the tent. I want to be like Aaron. So the next time you take communion, are you discerning in the Lord's body? We're running it down. Don't forget to repent. So let's continue with verse 28 of chapter 12. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles. We are still talking about God's body and gifts. Secondly, prophets. Thirdly, teachers. After that, miracles. Then gifts of healing, helps, governments. The board of elders is a gift to the church. A gift of government for the edification of the church. We cannot choose who we have to work in and around us. Or it becomes our church and not God's. Going on, diverse kinds of tongues are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, have all the gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but covet earnestly the best gifts and show I unto you a more excellent way. And the answer to these questions is obviously no. And that leads us to another discussion. So why is it that we believe everyone needs to receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. These people have already received the Holy Ghost. And he's not describing how to get into the body. He's describing how the body works. How it reaches the world. How it influences and affects the world around them. But how... After getting in, God uses us. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge. That was just something that we read earlier. Do all have the gift of faith? No. Yet all have been given a measure of faith. But to one is given a special anointing of faith. Do we all have the gift of knowledge? No. You have knowledge, but you don't have that special anointing. It's not the gift that, from God for the church. Remember, not all have the gift of healing, but yet, according to Mark 16, all believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We look to Acts of the Apostles to see how people became believers, were born into the church, and we conclude that the initial evidence of the Holy Ghost is speaking in other tongues. Not to be confused with the gift that operates in the body. Remember John 3 and 8? 
Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and he's telling them, except a man be born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And he comes to verse 8 and it says, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound there. But canst not tell whence it cometh or whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. It's just like the wind. Can't see where it's coming from, where it's going, but it makes a sound. And on the day of Pentecost, there were two sounds. Not only the rushing mighty wind, but this is that which you now see and hear. Speaking of all of them speaking in tongues. We are all born into the body the same way the early church was born into it. You need the Holy Ghost to call Jesus Lord. But here in Corinthians, we are talking about the gifts in the body. If the members are not yielding to the Spirit, then he will have a spastic body. The hand will be flopping around. The feet will be wandering around. The mouth will be talking foolishness because man is in control and not God. It's up to each of us to yield to the Spirit, to do our part, to be submitted to the Lord and our pastor and do things decently and in order which is the last verse of chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians. I have a pen knife here. And this right hand would never stick this left hand or any other thing in it because this hand loves this hand. We are the body of Christ and members in particular. Let's go to Romans 12. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and everyone members one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministry, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, or he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, or he that ruleth with diligence, or he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. This scripture tells me that God's grace is going to anoint someone to give more than the norm. And it is a gift, a special anointing from God. Not only that, but he will give some an anointing that will cause them to manifest more mercy. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Keep, in, keep it in context, Paul is still talking about the gifts. Do not put God in a box and limit him. And do not think that it is you when it is God manifesting in you for those around you. God wants the glory. 
Paul needed the thorn in his flesh to remind him that it was not himself that had all this wisdom, but it was God working in him. Peter could not do everything because God did not anoint him to do everything. He needed the church. Paul was called by God to be a minister to the Gentiles before the Gentiles were even addressed. Peter hadn't even gone to Cornelius' house yet. Peter opened the door to the Gentiles, but Paul was the minister and the apostle to the Gentiles. Do not be foolish. There is an authority structure. Pastor Nate has been chosen by God to be the pastor, and he is our gift. The gift of, to Pineview. He is the one who monitors the flow of each service and ensures that we're operating in the spirit, decently and in order. So what are we to do? One thing, we need to pray for him, that he'll do it right. First Peter 4 and 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. The same one to another. As God's stewards of the manifold grace of God. How many talents have you been given? Are you a good steward? If not, repent, turn around, change. The Lord straightens the crooked. He repairs the breach. He heals our backslidings. He restores abundantly. We have hope. Continuing with Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8. Wherefore, he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Skipping to verse 11. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. We are talking about the body of Christ, the church of the living God, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Many times a gift of prophecy has come into our service through the pastor's message or a word of knowledge. Different manifestations, different administrations, different operations. Going to the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, we see yet another description of God's church, what it looks like. How is it then, brethren, when ye come together, every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation. Let all things be done decently and in order. Still talking about the gifts. Every one of us has something. Everyone here that has the new birth experience as recorded in Acts chapter 2 has something to com contribute to this body. We are dependent 
on you yielding to your gift. Operating in the gifts is not optional. It is standard operating practice. When ye come together, this is what should happen. This is what the church of the living God looks like. Chapters 12 through 14 in Romans 12. You might ask, why guess? Because God's in control, not man. It is God who is to get the glory, not man. It is not one person with control, but the entire body of Christ yielding to the Spirit. God wants to manifest himself to the world, and he has chosen the church, the body of Christ, to do so. The pastor preached about Israel wanting a king and rejecting the Lord for being their king. If we do not allow God to use us, but rather want the pastor to do it all, we will be just like Israel, denying God and wanting someone else to take care of everything. And there are people that are wanting the government to take care of them. And according to Daniel 7, the governments are beasts. So you want to strengthen the beast? Or do you want to get into the kingdom of God and be strengthened in the spirit? Every one of us has a gift, and it's time we begin yielding to the Lord more than ever before. The light is getting dim. People need to find their way to this truth. Let's be the light that God wants us to be. Let's learn to yield to the Spirit. Let all things be done unto edifying. Its purpose is to build up. The purpose is to edify. A symphony orchestra is made up of a lot of different instruments. All playing. But they're in unity. And the conductor, Jesus Christ, is pulling them all together. And he wants to conduct music in us, letting us yield to his spirit and work in his spirit. So let's let him. The last verse, Hebrews 10 and 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. This will not happen. The body of Christ will not function, will not work, unless we assemble, unless we gather together, unless we yield to the Holy Ghost and allow him to work in our hearts and lives. God bless you. I hope this has been a Bible study that will influence your heart and mind and you will get involved in yielding to the Lord. Amen.